The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely those of the speakers and by no means represent that of Iron Valley's cast. Hello, story lovers. Welcome to the Short Tales Club, a place where I and my friends rethink and discuss short stories that we find fun and interesting. Please note that this is a spoiler future, as we cannot be held accountable for our frenzied excitement. Seriously, we really can't help ourselves. Other than that, enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of the Short Tales Club. Today, my guests are Crypt, Peter. Okay, so um, we have an interesting story here with us today. It is titled This Man and written by Kasima. Um, Peter is of uh, evil origin, so we it are doesn't going to. <laughs> oh, it does, it does. So we are going to be referring to him. Translator. Yes, we are going to be referring to him for most of the translations that we don't get in the story. Um, for instance, now he'll start by, what, what, what does Kasima mean, Peter? Uh, Kasima, you know, like, it means uh, something that's more than, like, so here it's more like, uh, most beautiful, Kasima. Ma is beauty, Ma. So Kasima is yeah, Kasima, most... Kasima. This one is most beautiful. Oh, nice. I, I would like to have a name like that, you know. <laughs> I, hope, I hope this is the translation. Does I name your kids or one of your kids? Yes. Okay, so um, the, the title, as uh, before we move on, I would be reading um, a bio for Kasima. Kasima is an alumni of Chimamanda Adichie's Creative Writing Workshop, the Short Story Day Africa Workshop, the International Writing Program, and others. She's been a writer in residence in artist residences across Africa, Asia, and Europe. Her works appear or are forthcoming in the Book Smuggler's Den, Jellyfish Review, Kiwetsu Journal, Obis Journal, and African Read. Interesting. Yeah. So um, we'll be starting with our sound reviews. And having read the stories... Um, what do we, what what do we think of the story in sounds? Ooh. Chai. The hush. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the sound review. And if any of these um, sounds, especially the first one, has caught your interest, <laughs> you know, yes, you are right. It is horror in nature. So sit back and enjoy this chat with us. Um, this man is a story about this man, and that is all I am going to say about it until we've discussed it. Okay, so first of all, what's your take on the afterlife? Okay, now that's like a very... Um broad question like what's my take on you after like like what I I think you ask anybody that question and the first thing they're going to jump on is religion so it's like asking a Muslim what's the afterlife and then they will just repeat and Christian same thing it's people that don't believe in God that will probably give you interesting uh, replies mm. but uh, the afterlife 
besides all our scripts, beside all our scripts, uh, scripture, books, novels, and the rest, the only way we really know is until we die. So, yeah. <laughs> for me, the afterlife, like he said, once you put religion and everything into it, you get the same answers. But like in a literary thing, I like the way people depict the afterlife. I like the different depictions. Someone will show you this eternal life, while another person will tell you it's all oblivion, while someone will tell you it's like a whole party over there. Like they're just <laughs> chilling, waiting for you to come join them. So it's, it's something that people like to use in different stories. And I love, I love the way she used it here. Um, the afterlife, I think it's a vast space. Uh, just like life itself, life is very vast and um, belief helps us to give it some meanings, I believe. So the same thing with afterlife. Mm. But I like how in stories, like in literature, there is openness. It goes beyond what religion wants to tell us. I like also how, just like life, life is very broad very deep and complex. And some of us who are believers, our beliefs help us to uh, have a sense of this vastness. Uh, it's why it's not easy for some people to have unbelief. Like, the only way you can make sense of life is to religion. So that's why we are either Christian or Muslim or a Buddhist. Um, some people can't exist outside that, that space, that believing. Um, the afterlife is that that large, and I like how stories give us freedom. <laughs> you know, you know to explore that space, and we don't see stories about ghosts all the time. Like mm. nobody talks about the dead. So how about if these dead people just talk? Like we see, see who they are. Decide to champion their own rights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the thing with let, how about if let's say they are there writing their stuff and. The only way they can make it known to us is to infiltrate human life. They enter into humans. Okay, so I want us to imagine that um, everything that Kasuma wrote about is true in this story. I want us to imagine that every time we go to funeral homes, we share that the, the space with others that could be sitting on our laps. Yeah. I want us to imagine that some of the decisions that we make, we're not in charge of them. We think we're in control, but we're not. I want us to imagine those nights where you are under the covers, but something is still biting you. And you know you've flitted your room. Like there's, There shouldn't be any mosquitoes there, but something is pinching and biting. And you, when you put on the lights and search everywhere, you can't find what it is that... And no, it's not bed box. I don't <laughs> And all of that, that there's somebody or some being, otherworldly being, that feels like there is something that you should be doing that you are not doing, and so he's, it is punishing you for that. So with that in mind, would any of our decisions be different? Would any of my decisions be different if I knew that ghosts follow me around? Hmm. I 
I think so, yes. If it was the child me, then I'll probably take every opportunity to try to communicate with them, to get their take on things. Because if I'm... I, I, I was... No, no, like, I, I'm, I used to be a very adventurous child, and I think I am still now. It's just with caution. And um, so I would, like, I'm just imagining myself getting up to my antics and knowing that I have these ghostly bodies following me, and they're like, what do you guys think I should do? What should we do next? Wait, can you see? Like, I would actually look, get their input on whatever scheme we're planning. So, um, as an adult, it depends. Like, yes, um, there are things I would prefer to... We only do them or think them because we don't believe anybody can hear our thoughts or see us as we're doing them, except for maybe God. And that gives us... That emboldens us. But then knowing that there's this spirit, an ancestor, a family member, that, or maybe a random stranger that's following you around and witnessing everything you do, I think if you know or if you know that or if you believe that the spirit cannot affect you physically in any way then you probably wouldn't care but if you according to the story know that they can um, enter your body through certain parts of your skin and influence your actions then I think you'd be very worried about decisions you make, the things you do. You probably have charms, whether you're interested in that kind of thing or not. Like you'd see malams and pastors with special charms just to walk toward the spirits away. Yeah, I think it's really creepy to even think about it. Like maybe they are even here looking at us saying, oh, so you are talking about us. Yeah, yeah, right. actually. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't want to believe it. Peter, stop. <laughs> they, 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 they just feel a, uh, you feel a sensation on your shoulder like, bam! <laughs> yeah, but it brings to mind the matter of free will. Like, mm. If they can influence your thoughts and your actions and you don't even know which thoughts and actions they are influencing, then do you even have free will? I mean, people are already bothered about the matter of fate and destiny. Yeah. And then you add ghosts that can make you do something that you do not want to do, and you don't even know that you do not even want to do that thing. Mm-hmm. To begin with, that's... It's too much. Uh, I like ghost stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, usually I'm always thinking about, you know, the other side. Um, maybe it's part of also growing older. Mm-hmm. Right? Preparing for the afterlife. <laughs> yeah. um, but I like the. Um, I like how um, because it has a lot of layers, mm-hmm. like in the story. You know. um, okay, you said freedom and um, the influence of ghosts. I'm not. I'm not so bothered about whether ghosts influence our decisions or not. Yeah, but I like the fact that somehow we have to make sense of all of these things mm-hmm. because we are not alone in this this universe. God Himself is a spirit, mm-hmm. you know. So we are not. Why we pray is because to connect to the spiritual, mm-hmm. the other side, and a lot of things happen on that realm. In the end, we are not alone here. Like that's the, that's the other side, and we, we we as humans we have to make sense of all of these things. And so even stories help us to explore. But the thing with stories is that this one goes beyond religion. Mm-hmm. Religion doesn't tell us mm-hmm. this. In fact, 
religion is like uh, it's silent there. What you have is um, like if you're in heaven, you're always praising God. It's eternal, it's eternal praising. But then um, literature gives us that freedom. What about if um, if I die? It's more or less like I've left my body to start off another life there. So, and once I'm there, like I have to learn how to live again. Mm. Um, like in this story, the character, like um, because I'm used to being a human being, so like I would want to come back because let's say um, you know how you sleep, you sleep and you wake up. But this time around, you sleep and you don't wake up. So mm-hmm. it was like okay. In the first moments of dying, of death, you are dreaming. Mm. Like, it feels like, okay. And then you want to come back, and then you realize you can't come back. So, somehow, that's how it feels. And the yeah, story reports to also, because this, these are experiences we have. Uh, in a dream, I'm, somebody's pursuing me. So, I know I can come we back to my body mm-hmm. and wake up. So, in this dream, somebody's running after me, and I can't come back to my body. You know? So, yeah. Like, but I, I find it interesting. For me, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ghost thing. But the thing about um, um, whether their uh, decisions, whether our decisions are influenced, it's yes and no. Yeah. On the one hand, somehow we feel we are responsible because we define our the entirety of our being as I. Mm-hmm. I. But then this I, some people will say, is a bundle. It's a bundle of selves. So, you know, and. Um, so sometimes decision, other things determine also how you make decisions about yeah. it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Like a question mm. about this matter of them influencing us. Yeah. Does it take away the responsibility of our actions? Like in this story, all the politicians <laughs> that have been in Nigeria and everything, and they say it's ghost that was influencing them. Does yeah. So that means we can. Okay. Sorry. I was, I was, I, I got interested there, but like, yeah, I was yeah, seeing, uh, yeah, like, the ghosts are, they are angry. Like, they weren't given befitting barrier. Like, the way they died was, uh, gory. Mm. So it's like they are retaliating. Um, nobody's even considering doing anything for them. Like, like, they were not, they were not considered when the universe's plan was yes, made. Okay, yeah. some people go to heaven, some people go to hell, some yeah. people go to, uh, join their ancestors or whatever. Yeah. And then we just hang there in yeah, space doing nothing. They are just in between the other side. Mm. And this, they're just here. Yeah, they they're not living. They're not yeah. dead. They're just in between. They've not yeah, been properly be buried. Yes. The so they're vengeful ghosts. Yeah, the barrier is not the kind. It mustn't be this elaborate. Mm. And these people should just recognize them. And that's why, if, like in the East, you see a shrine. Not necessarily a shrine. Like uh, parents, uh, uh, mm. you celebrate your dad who has died. Mm. Celebrate your mom. It's usually the culture because it's, if if they are not properly celebrated over there, they are not going to. They are going to hang. Okay, so it's a matter of um, on one hand we have prestige. Yeah. You need to. They need to be um, um, placed on some kind of pedestal over there, no, like not, the, not, not prestige. Okay. So look, see, um, the 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 universe is made up of three layers. Okay. God, the Almighty, the, the Oga, and then in between there is the ancestors, the land of the Alamo, the spirits and the spirit world. and then there's Uwa, this is the world, the physical. Yeah. So, okay. so any grace to heaven, 
needs to pass through the ancestors. No, any greater as the highest. Okay. That's where God is. Any greater as heaven. Then in between you have a land more. That's the land of the spirits, the ancestors. And then you have the poor. That's the, the human beings. We. So, but there's a relationship between all, all of, of them. Mm. So the ancestors, they are even while they are there, they are also here for those they have left. Mm. Okay. You know, so and then God and um, relates to both the, yeah, so, them and us. Yeah, through the ancestors. So the ancestors somehow intercede for us. So oh, interesting. Yeah, the ancestors uh, like they protect those they have left. Mm. So that's why even in culture you see um someone they will refer to their great grandfathers, blah blah blah, mm. like that. So they intercede, they live intercede for them. But in order for the ancestor to be properly uh, to properly dwell there, to be welcomed in that realm, it has to be celebrated here. Yeah. Mm. That's why there is the this barrier, the barrier is very elaborate. Mm. Okay, it's, this, not, it's not properly welcomed there. This reminds me of the movie Coco on Disney. Yeah, maybe. Um, I think this picks out Disney, one of the two. Yeah, I think I think so. But um in the movie Long story short, um, unless they are dead, it's properly celebrated. There's this yeah. annual event where you celebrate it's the party for the dead. And over there, there are so many bureaucracies. Yeah. There's gates. You yeah. can't pass through the gates to come yeah. back into the world and see your family and see how everybody is doing unless somebody in the world is expecting you. Yeah. And the only way they expect you is by celebrating you, making your favorite meal, presenting yeah. it. There's a small shrine where all the members of the family yeah. are talking about you, reminiscing about, and they have a photo of you being put up. Yeah. And then as people see and remember you, then you get a ticket that allows you to move from that world oh, yeah. back to the uh, world yeah. of living. And then you come and see all your families, those that have given birth since the last year and yeah. all of that. So for those who do not have anyone to remember them in this life, they are stuck, they are stuck there. No matter how much they desire to come back, no matter how much they love the people they left behind, they can't come visit them because none of them in the world right now, in the world of living, are thinking or remembering them or are celebrating them. It reminds me about something about memory. Mm. Like, you know how, even in life here, like if I do something for you and somehow you even forget about it. It's like you've killed me. Like mm. somehow I die. Mm. In my um, in perception. A part of you yeah, dies die. with the loss so of sometimes, that Sometimes uh, this uh, death like why we don't want to just die. It's like we don't want to be forgotten. So in death and if let's say an ancestor dies and nobody even remembers him in any way. So you wonder how they exist there. Like, mm. you know, like I never existed. I think I saw something written about that once, like you a person dies twice. Yeah. There's the actual death. And, and then, then yes, that sounds very familiar. No yeah, I don't know when, when nobody it. remembers you yeah. in the yes. world. When the last person that remembers you dies yeah. too yeah. or something like that. Dead. Yes, then that, you like have, you never that's live. the final death. Yeah. It's very popular and yeah. I know I've come I across it. I just I can't remember. 
I am Bellitcast provides a platform for artists to showcase their talents. Whether you are a writer, poet, painter, dancer, singer, etc., visit www.iambellitcast.com and create your artist profile. This will allow members of our community to find and engage with you. But that's not all. Iambellitcast also has a growing catalog of podcasts ranging from lifestyle and poetry to manga and novels. So join our family, get discovered, and enjoy more podcasts. Okay, so um, I'm going to read because despite how sad and touching this tale is, I'm going to read this part, which is, um, anyway, whatever you make of it. Um, I roamed around and tried to make friends. I met other people who, like me, died in the war. Yeah. One told me he starved to death. Another told me that she was running from airstrikes when she rushed into a hiding spot. The only other person hiding there did not notice her entrance, and when she tried to touch his stomach, her hand came out of his back. Panic seized her. Still, to be on the safe side, she waited for the shelling to stop before she crawled out of the hideout. She ran around in the streets in utter denial, but she passed through people instead of bumping into them. Tensed, she retraced her steps backward to all the places she moved past during the shelling until she found her body blasted to pieces. Now, this is a very sad, sad paragraph. In fear, in panic, this woman ran from life to death. Like she ran through life into the window of death and did not even notice. And it was long after that she was now trying to... So at this point, I'm beginning to ask, if there is a world like that out there, shouldn't there be more formal no more formal um structures in place like the narrator of this story right now so how about if what if the narrator sets up a government a situation where there are structures in place to welcome newly dead people who for a few seconds for the first few minutes are confused about what is happening and these people are in charge of okay um since we are here and nobody represents us and nobody's ever going to remember us, or all the people that knew us while we were alive are dead, how about we form a government, a system where we provide an, um, we provide a welcoming environment for all the newly dead people. So there is no confusion, there is no panic. Once you die, you come in, there is somebody waiting to welcome you, to tell you, okay, this is what is happening, do not worry. Um, maybe if somebody, if you get buried properly you'd go or this government can even only exist in war times or places where war is taking place especially places where families will not go back to look for your body or something like that you know i mean this he keeps hoping that the narrator keeps hoping that he's going to get yes he's going to get a, a formal burial but then for every time he visits his body he sees that it's becoming more rotten more dead than it the last time which means and then there was a mention of a 12 year old son yeah. so that son is not even at the right age 10 years maybe 10 years from that time to say um i want to properly remember my father or bury him or whatever it is and that is if he even survived the war yes, you would have so, to find body first yeah so if everybody is already everybody that remembers you is already dead and maybe this is your lot in life or in death or in that place 
the in-between. If this is your lot, why not make the best out of it? And if you have to make the best out of if you have to do something about that place that you are right now, why choose to influence our government to do something negative? Just because, oh, because you didn't find rest, we're not going to find rest. If you have the power to influence people, why not influence them to do a good, mass good burial or a mass celebration of our undead, of our dead heroes, the heroes, heroes past, you know, something like that, something that would just enable you to pass through and mm. move on with life. I think um, the story does two things regarding what you've said. First, um, I think it's a play on our society. Like some of the times our legislators, our rulers, our um, leaders, they make decisions that are baffling, that do not help the community in any way whatsoever. But yet they're doggedly following that decision. So what better than to blame it on vengeful spirits? Yeah. But then, uh, like, because it doesn't make sense to the living, maybe it makes sense to the dead. And they're the ones that are forcing the living to do those things. Um, then secondly, I think it, um, tries to explain the existence of vengeful spirits to us and why they do the things they do. So we've all heard, if you've heard of a ghost story, then there's probably a vengeful ghost in it somewhere, somehow. And often enough, their deaths are violent. So it's like the excuse, the reason why they're malevolent is because they died violent or unfair deaths. Now, uh, in this story, it takes it a little further in saying, okay, so they die violently, there's nobody to do the sacrifices or the prayers for them, and so they never get to pass on, whether it's to heaven or hell or wherever. So they're stuck with us, hanging immaterially around us, observing, living but not living. Now, the only way they can get back at us, because they're really angry at the living, because if the living had done what they were supposed to do, which is to bury them, give them a proper burial, um, say their prayers or whatever, if they had done those things for them, they wouldn't be hanging in limbo right now. They would be with their ancestors too. So the only way they can get back at us is to punish us using our leaders. Our leaders make decisions that harm the rest of us. And so it's a uh, it's a um, vicious, cycle. vicious cycle. But then the thing about it is, from that point on, they should have given up on ever meeting their ancestors because there's definitely no way anybody would want to now pray for them or save them if nobody did it before they turned malevolent. I'm going to call it malevolent because they're pushing these guys to make decisions that are detrimental to our success. Now, um, if you believe in karma, and it's okay, maybe the amount of good deeds that they did in life wasn't enough and they're supposed to hang in limbo for a certain period of time before they're now accepted to join the ancestors. They've also killed that chance by now whispering these things in these people's ears. So that means that they've accepted that they are stuck in this state forever. So they might say they're looking, they're hoping that one day they would join the ancestors, but somewhere deep down inside, they know they're never going to, which is sad. So because um, your relatives, and in, in, in his own case specifically, he died during war. Is it a man? That's it. We don't even know. So he or she died it's during. Like it's a woman. It could be. I I always saw him as a man. But then again, oh, um, they mentioned the flag, and it sounded like the Biafran flag. Yeah, flag. yeah of course. And if the it's the Biafran, Biafran flag, war. the Biafran war. 
um, he said they were fighting in the war. I don't think yeah. they're sending women to fight okay, on the front yeah. lines. Yeah. So no, no, no. I think he mm. just said he he died in he the farm he in his farm. No, he, in, no, he said war. in the war, but he didn't, but he didn't he specify fighting. where or when. He didn't specify whether it was the front line. But or if not. you look at the way he died, he was tied. Um, hands and feet. Arms and feet were tied up, and then this person came with a gun and slammed it on his head over and over. So it might be that. It wasn't on the battlefield. He might have mm. just been because it didn't seem like it was a long way from his home. Yes, it wasn't. So it might have just been a woman on her farm who was but captured, tied up, and beaten up. When it's to, surprising that we don't know the, the gender. The person went to the village. I'm sorry. I went to the village. Went to see their family a yeah. couple of times. Yeah. Mentioned a daughter and with her with son. a guy and a son. And his son. Yeah. But then the, was there? I guess. They didn't really mention. Well, at least I don't remember them mentioning a spouse, whether me, uh, husband or wife. I don't know why my mind. I felt okay. A woman, maybe because the the writer is a woman. I saw a man all through. All through, I, I saw, saw a man all through until it was mentioned. Yeah. Mentioned, yeah. and then you are like, then, it could be a woman. Yeah. But it's interesting too. Mm, like, yeah. Mm. yeah, the gender could be could be anyone. Yeah. So it's like the universe is cruel if. This person is now doomed to this existence simply because he was killed violently by somebody else in the middle of nowhere. And so it took a while before even anybody even knew that they were dead. Then it's now impossible for them to be buried because nobody knows where the body is. And like culturally, mm. like even if it is believed, like if your people die mm. and you don't, and you don't bury them, it's not a problem. even the burial, mm. you don't even celebrate them. So mm. let's say your people died. Uh, let's say t- hundred hundred years ago, and even the generation now don't do anything about it. Mm. Somehow they might experience issues like maybe backwardness. But then they would still be in the same afterlife. No, I mean those who are the living, ones, the ones living, living okay. the relatives, mm. the left. So mm. you have to. It's like it's a tradition. Balancing act. Like the East, for instance, you have to. So uh, if you don't do it immediately after the death. Mm. So you can do it twenty, thirty. Like let's say the son, the grandchildren. Like yeah, there was a mention of mm-hmm. great grand. So the children's children would. So you hear a, a child, uh, maybe fourth generation, mm-hmm. celebrating. They, do, they call it ikwaong. Mm-hmm. Like um, like is it something like um, burying the like celebrating that person? The deceased, child, maybe uh-huh. the great great grand. Mm-hmm. So, but how would they even know? Like if the line stopped, yeah. like okay, like this person now yeah. died, and then his children or her children yeah. don't remember them. Yeah, but they, they're going to know that this person died in the war eventually. So when they are up to, and they then they would now do it. They would now they would now to do. What about if the only surviving relative decides that and they're going to cut ties with anything with their tradition, everything yeah. of their tradition? Yeah, so like like she said now, mm. you, because you guys are taking it on your hand not to. Uh, do us well. Mm-hmm. So we're going to influence mm-hmm. to make your life hard. So revenge. So yeah, mm-hmm. no progress. So. And I think the author was going through the route of not like they don't want to someone do to say no. They don't want to celebrate them or they just want the acknowledgement of the fact that they died. Yeah, like, like the Biafran War ended. Yeah. Like the author said. There's no winner, no, no vanquish. Mm. That's what yeah. the government said. That's but you know, of course, there's a vanquish. Uh, yeah. So, so resentment. Anybody that lost anyone. Mm. 
they've already bred that resentment even in the living talk less of the dead mm-hmm. so she's using like the dead to show you that that resent- resentment is there it's still so there. that's why we are still having issues with it them saying biafra they will go back to biafra yeah. because at least nobody even sat down for once to acknowledge that yeah something wrong happened and that brings us to our educational system yeah. we have scrapped history it's from like, our like from our reason. classrooms why do how do you even do that in in international schools here We are learning the history of people in Europe, learning the history of people we textbook. we yeah. we yeah. we have no Because business. You know, yes, maybe we do have business knowing them because history is history, right? Right? All history is relevant. But if in our own, if we our children are not aware of our own history, then trust me, maybe there is a valid reason why some spirits should be angry. You know, because a lot of people died during the war on both sides. Everywhere in the country, people died. People suffered. Some people never found their families since that time. And you are not even sure if they are dead or alive or if they lost. Children got missing. So it's possible that they just never knew the way back home. Mm. And then they found somewhere and lived other lives. But if we never sit back to reflect on what really happened, it doesn't matter whether we we're not trying to say who is right or who is wrong but reflect on it pay homage to the people who lost their yeah, lives homage. because mm. none of them chose this nobody chooses war okay maybe people that benefit from war but like yeah, the layman somebody in the, yeah, yeah. the layman somebody in the farm they do not they did not choose war war came to them somebody made decisions that affected them in this way and All they got is a rotten cough somewhere with nobody knowing that they even died or this is where they died. That's like extremely sad. No, imagine that village idiot that is always getting drunk but then still comes home. Still tries to provide for his family. It's just like so meager that he chops insults like constantly. Yeah. Then the war comes along and then he's killed on the street and everybody just assumes that the idiot ran away. Like he abandoned his family. Yes, he and saw then, he saw soldiers coming and he ran. Imagine. <laughs> You and then you now be there hanging and watching as people are saying these things. You know how this thing is so um it, it's why uh, like in the east like uh, people even though these days it's become like um like I don't know if it's too much like what well, the point of is like like the word is homage like you are like telling them bye bye. Mm, thank you, you know, for your service. Thank you for being here. Uh, goodbye. So it's like you are ushering them into that rare. Mm. So the, the acknowledgement yes. that they died. Yeah. The tickets. Yeah. And if you are a good person here, it means you are going to be accepted there as a good person. At this mm. point they don't even care whether they are going to heaven or hell. They just yeah. want to It's move about, from that mm, point that yes. they are talking. So you're going to go um, the spirit realm and the ancestors. So even there you'll be acknowledged as one of us. Mm. So but but this spirit is stuck. She, she can't proceed. So it's like So I imagine how you know how you die violently like you are angry. Mm. So when I was younger I feel like if somebody killed me like I'll come back and kill that person. <laughs> like like I, I didn't especially like if I didn't do anything to you. Yeah, like, yeah, so, uh, uh. yeah, so what so like I feel like I'll, but then in instead like why should I allow him, like, like allow them kill me instead like mm. why shouldn't I do it here? Mm. So it's like that kind of anger you know and those spirits are feeling and so they roam about in the villages you call them witches mm. blah 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 so like they are roaming about everywhere you see how she talked about 
sleeping into people. Mm. Like these ones are not looking for politicians. They're looking yeah. for your your neighbor. Yeah. So they are just everywhere. Like you know. So we imagine them uh, sleeping into animals, too. Mm. like dogs, like cats. Hmm. <laughs> so those cats. They want to talk. But you know when, let us rest or when, sleep. When we were younger, we used to say like cats. When we see a cat in the night, it's mm. like okay, that's the witch. Mm. So these are. Mm. Uh, but the thing about this too is like it also affirms some of our superstitions. Yeah, superstitions we take for granted. Like mm. somehow they could. Uh, these things are there. They are real. The Queen of England, she, she died, but they did some rituals. Mm, yeah, uh, like uh, it, it's. Okay, it's the use of the word ritual. Yeah. Once you use ritual, it's people just assume it's black, it's black, black magic. Yeah, black yeah. magic. yeah but, but the tita, they use a white tram or something. I think something like a white tram. Mm. Yeah. And nobody is calling them back. Nobody did anything. Nobody mm. said anything about it. And they followed it no, to the last time. It's a tradition. But yeah. then we try to do it here and. Yeah. You, if you try it, you will say, ah, Africans. They have wood. No, yes. it, it doesn't even, won't even get there. It's your fellow Muslims and Christians will start <laughs> yeah. first before you even yes. get there. And look at how they spend more than a week. Just there's efficiency. They, did, they didn't. They didn't rush was, anything. Yeah, nothing mm. was left out. Mm. Like they did everything to the latter. You know? You see, if it was like in this story. Queen Elizabeth would have been there running after her coffee and telling <laughs> Yes. Okay. You people, yeah. bury me. No, 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 but then Let she knows the tradition. She knows the tradition. So she'll actually be she following, probably be following them one by one. Waiting, uh, so she'll meet saying. people like this, our ghost. I'll be like, oh, you're here? Oh, look oh, at them. So unfortunate. <laughs> now, if you're part of my kingdom, my empire, we would have taken care of you, you know? Like, at least you'd know that your, your, your descendants are living happy lives. And they would say, oh, you. <laughs> they colonized us. Yeah, welcome. The yeah. welcome. They will now punish her until <laughs> until they, they bury her. Yeah, but, but I find it interesting. Like you know, we hear uh, like ghosts. Like, yeah. The other side, they, they talk. Like somehow, me, I feel like life over there. Like mm. it's like um, like I talked about. I was that was the time I was talking to uh, you about um, how if you die, you won't. No, you are dead immediately. Mm. Like, like the woman like, that was running. Yeah, it feels like you are a human being. It feels like it's normal until you realize, okay, you can't. And see how delicate it is. How, um, how you are that powerless mm. to influence your body. Yeah. After you are dead, even though you are, you are, you are in the spirit realm. Because I was feeling like, okay, if you are in the spirit realm, and it means. Why can't you do something to your body? Mm, mm. I can't. Like say, it used to be yours. You should have some kind of influence say, over the, it. The body was uh, um, the accident happened, and the body was seriously damaged. So why can't the spirit maybe do something to the body so that it can come back? But it means uh, it shows how powerless those spirits are. Mm. It shows how they can't necessarily influence things back. And that must be frustrating. Yeah, so it's also frustrating because mm. um, like she ran around, came back to her body and she can't do anything to her body. Mm. But uh, like she didn't even accept that yes. she was dead until she saw the yeah, body. Saw her body. So And how did she know? Because they said it was blasted. So like she just saw it the pieces and this, this used rapper. to be me. Yeah. So that's that's like crazy. And you see yourself you are not dead. Like but in the world, yes, you are dead. Mm. 
So it's more like this phase of your life has ended. Mm. Like, that. but as because you are too used to it, like you don't want to accept that you're ascended. And because you didn't uh, have any agreement with anyone that you want to end it, mm-hmm. sort of. And then they ended it for you. Yeah. So you're angry. Yeah. So it's crazy. So hosts are always angry. Not, <laughs> not always. 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 <laughs> like uh, this guy who he died recently. The first, and uh, yeah, the one that met the, them. Yeah, and the, this man. Uh, this mm. the, this man. You see, he was taken to shop shop. The the, the, the grandparents the came to even greet him. Yeah. So but, welcome. But that's that's an interesting take, Bam. Mm. At this point, where this man is being um, welcomed, when he saw the swelling mm, wind yeah, yeah. first he said jesus has come for me mm. yeah, that was because jesus. <laughs> because i know why he he said that because this guy is a he's a christian, a christian. Mm, he's yeah. a practitioner because yeah. there was a priest at the yeah. ceremony yeah. to yeah. pray yeah then these family mm. members waited for the priest mm. to leave mm. <laughs> and then they brought the when they <laughs> <laughs> no, as in that kind. Okay, you've done your own for God, but yeah, let's do our own. Thank for you. Ancestors. And then they brought the goats. Yeah. And after they've done the goats, they brought the cow. As in, there were stages to this thing. Yeah. So at this point, it is it is what we were discussing at um the other the health book club the other day, yeah. where as Nigerians, we believe in so many things. We do so many things in hopes that one of them will click. Yeah. But then the thing in this story, bro, is that the past, the priest did his bit. And the spirit was still hanging there. Yeah, it was it's when, the when the ritual was done, tradition. then the spirit now moved on. So this means that in that man's mind, in this man's yeah, that's mind, that's what I was trying to say. He so is first it... of all a traditional believer before what? he is a Christian. Yeah, yeah. No, but then that's the thing. Is it is it that is it his belief that determined which one would work, or is it the universe that determined which one works? So you do the right one, and then it will work. So that's the thing. Like the story doesn't say say. Yeah, it's left to your own interpretation. Yeah, but I also like how it's open. Mm, yeah, um, there's no. Closure. You can just decide mm. that if yeah. if if he had just waited maybe seven days, no, yeah. three days, three days, yeah. maybe uh, then Jesus he would have found Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then maybe if and he so- had. If, if he was a Muslim, no, if he's a Muslim, yeah. his own would happen like immediately. You know, there's immediacy to that. The, him with the earth. Yeah, the moment they covered him, and, then he and everyone now, leaves. Then he will be woken up by to, face reality. to face reality <laughs> inside the coffin. Yeah. So you see, like, um, you know how um, vast this universe is mm-hmm. complex. So mm-hmm. these are our beliefs help us to like let's make sense of these things. Like this thing is so large, you know. Um, yeah, but it's, it's, it's a lot more complex. Yeah. But it's good we have our stories that connect us to the other side. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's 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 talk a bit about um what we think of the writing style. Okay. I don't know, the Kasima has a way with words like I I don't even think this is the story I first came across. But then um, I think we read the Obanjo one. Okay, it was the Obanjo one and there's just this way she plays with words that you don't know what the story is about, but you're already invested. Like, you say, okay, okay, this, this is getting somewhere. And it's not like she's using fancy words. It's not like there's plenty flourish 
Then in this particular story, in fact, I think even in that one, she also embraces her uh, culture, her traditions, and then she imp- uh, puts them in her stories. And it's there's a way people do it. Like <clears throat> I'm not a big fan of Afrofuturism, and what I notice in that genre, or the way me I see the genre, it's that you're superimposing African things over Western ideas and concepts. So it doesn't feel African to me. It feels forced. But then in this case, cosmetic. And, yes, cosmetic. And you could say that it's not written for Africans. It's, it's written for non-Africans. Whereas in this case, whether you're African or not African, you can appreciate the story. Whether you are from this culture or not from this culture, you can appreciate the story. And I think it, has, it says a lot about how she writes. I think for me, it's the simplicity. Like the writing is so simple. The imagery, you could... You are just reading it and flowing with the story. She's not trying to force you into seeing the story. No, she's just telling you, like, what you see, this is what happened. The others gathered in the room. We watched people file in. They weep. They wipe their eyes. Like simple sentences mm. that just tell you what is going on. It doesn't sound forced, like people trying to write story in another language that they don't understand or some colloquial language or try to show how smart they are yeah I like that yeah I also like uh, yeah it's hard to be simple mm. yeah, even in writing so she makes it that effortless that looks like it's effortless like and um, yeah the flow like water water takes if you put it in a round peg it takes the shape yeah. put it in a square peg so it flows but you don't see it so it's that seamless mm. move from and when the story began, um, I didn't get the f- point until yes, that, yeah, uh, the next like, paragraph. You like, don't okay, okay, and it all makes sense. Yeah, so mm-hmm. like okay, okay. So what's happening here? First, I question. I was like, why are you saying they watch people? They watch people. Then the second paragraph, okay, okay, something's happening here. So and then I realized, okay, it's even a ghost talking. Mm. Okay, it goes. And then now, about, so it's like you, you are going to different paragraphs, yeah. and then it was now clarifying yeah. the previous paragraphs. Yeah. Uh, okay, it goes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So it's a ghost talking to another ghost who has just died. Okay, wow, interesting. So I like how we saw the priest, uh, the priest, so yeah. we know that the priest is there. Mm. So there was doing uh, some mass at the barrier. So like the barrier. So how it took us the civil war without talking about it. Yep, without naming the war. Yeah, but we saw from the uh, how it affected. So we know it. And certain depictions. The Afghan mm. war. And we also saw the anger. And in truth, this anger still exists amongst us. Yes. We have not solved this problem. Mm. We have not reconciled amongst ourselves. We have not told ourselves the truth. So We like, haven't apologized yeah, we've for not the apologized. pain that we've caused and each other. If you, like uh, Uganda, since Uganda or Rwanda, Rwanda, Rwanda. They did this mm. conciliation something. That's people who care about their history. Somehow their country has moved on. Yes. So we we are still stuck on that. On. Mm. Like, and it's crazy because we are supposed to move on. This is like Kasimba telling us, like, see, you people have to sit down and acknowledge this thing happened, yeah. mm. learn from it, 
and move on so the country can move on. Yeah. Um, so the, so the, so there can be a turn like yeah. we can yes. begin to progress. Yeah. But I like so that the ghost can stop whispering it. Look, you have to tell them tell we're them not going more. anywhere. Mm-hmm. So she's telling us yeah. acknowledge this. So for me what I liked most about the writing was the fact that this ghost is assumed to have died a long time ago long during time. the war. So if that is the case, they would have no concept of what Baban Riga should look like. And so she saw the guy and she said, this man is wearing a large cloth. A waste what of a, money. What yeah, a waste, waste of, of material. As yeah. when you could just sling one short yeah. wrapper on your waist mm. and start walking. Even that says know? a lot. Like, you know, it's when you tie wrap around the waist, you're not thinking of all the cultures that yeah. do that. That's, and you guys do that. Uh, no, yeah. what I mean is there was a time yeah. in our history where that is all, all the clothes you okay, needed. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. all you needed. And you would walk around and go. The only difference between that day that you are dressed in that and the day that's of your wedding yeah. is probably that you buy a more expensive material yeah. and the more a newer one, new one so that when you tie it, people will be like, Ah, did you see the this thing you was wearing yeah, that day? Cup. And all but that is all. That is all you needed to appear in public. So for this character, it's like what a waste for this narrator is what a waste of material and then described the described coffin like when yeah, Rafia Matt would serve yeah. then again she talked about the canopy without mentioning canopy she yeah. said um four poles holding yeah. a leather whatever yeah. whatever and then why are these people going looking for shade under the tree will you melt as in life was simpler. She talked about food too. How we know why we know that we know why okay, this they come it's not like they feel for the dead person. Oh yeah, they no, just yes, came they just came but that one is constant, it's still there up to now. Yeah. I I I have seen people gather their entire children to go to Gidangaiswa. They are going to go and greet somebody that has lost someone. And they went with all their children and will not leave until evening in hopes that breakfast, lunch and dinner will be provided there. I remember when I was serving. Yes, they would have a uh, bag, yeah, uh, a bag that's to apart from what they've eaten, what they've eaten so that, you know, the next three days will be sorted out too. Yeah. And it's just normal, you know, so these kind of things happen. I also liked how, um, she didn't push the Biafran war in our faces. Even she though wasn't the, fighting yeah. for anybody Even any though agenda. at the end of the day, if you are a reflective person, you would definitely arrive at this point where you look back and you're like, yes, something needs to be done. But she did not push it in our faces. There was no agenda. There was no, even if there was an agenda, what I'm saying, the agenda was not obvious. Was not, she wasn't forcing, was, it, she wasn't forcing it on us. It was just there. Like, you could just enjoy this story as one ghost story. Yeah. You could enjoy it as, um, maybe your ancestors are looking back down at you. You could also enjoy it as a reflection of our society. Why we are you know, the societal ills and there are so many interpretations to it and she did it with a simple simple like a story that was written simply and that is just amazing yeah. okay so um at this point we're going to talk about if you were the writer how would you make the story better does it have to be better hmm. i think it's what would you change what would you add what would you take out Wow. This is one that I would not touch. Like, it's just perfect exactly the way it is. Okay. Really, I feel like she did the best you could do with something like with a subject so heavy. She lightened it up. I think I would have liked 
a ghost that was nice less yeah nice should be the word I'd, I'd i'd have liked to have a take on different you know we we, we saw the story from the perspective of a single ghost mm, right yeah. and then the person the, the ghost was now describing what others were feeling but i would have loved to see another ghost who has a or who disagreed with this particular ghost like um if we're going into the metaphysics let's let's enter very well Let's see another ghost that would be like, you have started again. You keep whispering to them, do you think this will help us? How will this help us in any way? But then you, you know, know bro. And this ghost doesn't have to be taken seriously. It could just be there and one of the ghosts that other ghosts mock. But he's there for, you could say comic relief, but he's actually making sense. Something but you know, like until the end, he, her, they, them, the main ghost, was considered the nice guy. Until now, it turns out that he also whispers into. Yes, so, uh, he was the one who was like welcoming. Yes, Robin is back, telling him it will be okay. Yeah. So he's like the milder one out, out of all the other vengeful ghosts. Tougher. Okay. I, I, I feel like yeah, like somehow for me the story ended um, abruptly. No, no, no. Yeah. It's like uh, when uh, after when the man uh, the new ghost. Left there. Mm. I feel like that was when the, the ended. story ended. Yes. Mm. Uh, then the other part was like the ghost now. The epilogue. Yeah. Mm. I feel like, if like yeah. So An explanation. Yeah. I feel like those explanations could have come inside the, the story. story. As well, so when mm. this ghost leaves, yeah, the story, story ends. ends. Mm. Like okay, that, yeah. At that point, when said uh, we can never be like this man. We know this. That would have made a good end. But I think she was trying to do it in such a way that we feel like this guy is really nice, like the nicest person you've ever met until the end. Okay. So the end was supposed to serve a purpose. Like you, you think you like him? Take this. I think it was the end that like gave us context. Context. Context that. Yeah, the Biafran war happened, and mm. you people are trying to brush it under the rug, mm. but we won't let you forget. Yeah, it. I, I get, I get like how, he, I get how, yeah, I get how, yeah, like when I read it, mm. when I started reading, I feel like, okay, no. Um, so, by now read all of it, I say, I get the point. Mm. You know, no, so, the, the point is not in question. Yeah. So, the point is, we should have just moved this and put yeah. um, broken yeah, it into pieces in all the you other paragraphs how, before you know we how uh, this, this one form. like here nothing is happening yeah per se it's mm. not like the ghost now talking mm. but the other parts of the story there are a lot of things happening mm-hmm. it's we, more but, entertaining yeah but we could see a lot of other we could see the civil war mm. we could we see, see how so there could he could yeah. have just been adding all of this Distance, in those yeah. places before yeah. okay so um what's your take home Beware the ghosts. <laughs> um, mm, I think my take home. I've seen. I've seen. I've seen. Or maybe watched, read, heard a lot of things about the Biafran War, but um, few of them have made me think as deep as this. Like I don't know how Kasima was able to manage it, like to pull it off. But then it made me look at it from a different light. Um, so that's my take home. Maybe I should actually, like it's the part about um, what we owe the dead, the people that yeah. died in that war. Like, yes, I've heard the stories and I know what happened and I feel for people that suffered in those periods. But 
I don't think I've ever felt as much. There hasn't been as much emotion as what has come from this. Like, okay, it like it's made me realize that we owe them something. Yeah. We wouldn't. The country wouldn't be what it is today. That's the good. We're not talking about the bad. But yes, okay. If you're looking at the spirits, and maybe the bad too. But that war affected every single one of us, whether we fought in it or not, whether we lost people in it or not, and whether we live in the regions that suffered directly from the war or not. For me, I think the take home for this is that we can't bury our heads in the sand anymore. We have to learn from our past to give our future a better chance. And that's what Nigeria has been doing, burying our head in the sand and just saying, no, everything is better. okay. Mm. One day, one God day. day. Mm. So we have to do something about it. We have to be actively doing something about these issues instead of waiting for someone else to do it for us. Mm. Yeah, and we are not alone. Yes. No, but we're also acknowledging that they have a good reason for doing the things they do. We just wish that, you know. They would find a nicer way to They, they would pity us. <laughs> like, we are, we, are, we are suffering. We admit we are suffering. Seriously eh? suffering. Mm. So, please, eh? Okay. All right, then. Thank you so much, both living and dead, if you are here with us. Um, this, has been another, this. <laughs> this has been another interesting episode. Thank you for joining me on this. Bye. 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 If you've enjoyed our chat and would like to continue the discussion, kindly follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Short Tales Club. Also, you can find the story and other works by the author on Amazon using the link provided in our show notes. Doing so would greatly help the podcast grow. Thanks in advance and see you next time.